In the motion picture industry, the star vehicle is a tale as old as time, a way to take a bankable star and rake the public for some extra cashola before they move on to a newer make and model. We know referring to human actors as objects isn't great, but we do love a solid star vehicle. When was the last time you said no to an Angelina Jolie movie? Um, never. Do we care about plot and solid writing? Nope. Not when Julia Roberts graces our screen. So, we're watching movies the way your mom watches them. We are asking a lot of questions we'll never have the answers to, but we're keeping our eyes peeled for the stars. Movie critics, we are not. But that won't stop us from preserving this sacred art form. Join us each week as we recap, reframe, and sometimes rewrite your favorite star vehicle. And start. <laughs> and hey, you guys. What's up? Chanel. Hey. Hi. Steven. Hey, Steven over there <laughs> in his library. I'm so jealous of your setting. It, thank you. That's <laughs> nice. That was nice of you. I was waiting for the dig, but. <laughs> no dig. Just no a dig. compliment. So that was, that was just true. Not That's just a true, true. Not a true lie. Oh, not a true lie. Also, Okay, wait. Do you want to start at the title? <laughs> we can start at the title. Hi, everyone. This week, we're talking about true lies. True lies, 1994? Right. 1994. We, we had done some work with Jamie Lee Curtis, but mm-hmm. we didn't spend that much time with her in Halloween and Halloween Kills because she's only on camera for 10 minutes. So we're going to give it another go. We did want to dip back into Jamie Lee. There was talk of perhaps another Jamie Lee another. movie. Um, maybe Freaky Friday. Maybe Freaky Friday was the original but, choice. <laughs> but I don't know whose bright idea it was. Maybe, I think it was I think it was mine. Yours. I think it was mine. I pushed hard for True you Lies because I wanted pushed. to see it. I wanted to see it. You pushed hard for True Lies and I didn't do any research. <laughs> before I didn't do I didn't do any research either. The name just sounded intriguing. <laughs> So they got you. They got you. They got me. The true lie got you. (laughs) Now, okay, I think what we first have to start with, and we don't have any admin work to do, so we can just just dive right in. Yeah, no five-star reviews this week. (laughs) No new reviews. (laughs) So the movie is a hard to find, okay? That Mm -hmm. was the first... The first challenge. The first, the first hurdle. The hurdle. It's strange because when you go on Amazon Prime and you search the movie, it says this movie is not available in your country. Nope. Which is strange. Okay. This never is had not, it happen, really. Never had it. Well, not, not for like a blockbuster. $100 million movie. Okay. And you're usually you're usually like kind of you love trivia you love trivial pursuits yeah did I am you a know, trivia bitch did you know that this was the first movie you probably did the first movie to have a hundred million dollar budget I looked it up and I was like that must be the gimmick that must be why that's the get that's the get that's it that's the only thing I mean and horses 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 are expensive as we'll get oh. <laughs> and elevators okay so God. so so the movie yeah you was, can't find it. It's not it's not on any of the streaming platforms. It wasn't you can't rent it anywhere. Can't even rent it. 
DVDs. Okay, this would have been okay if you are if you're at a at a like dollar bin at at Best Buy right now and you see a copy of True Lies, get Snag it. it. Be- Snatch it. Because you can the resale market for True Lies is a cottage industry. Like you can make money reselling these DVDs. Because yeah. I don't think they're printing anymore. Hell no. Fuck no. <laughs> so And um, um I can't I can't help but feel like it's a little intentional of a berry. Well, right. And I, so when you watch the movie and as we'll get into, I think that there is a reason why this has been, there's been a scorched earth campaign <laughs> to get this, to get this movie off of this planet. It's becoming I'm, harder and harder to access true lies. I don't think our children will be able to find this movie. Absolutely not. No way. It's gone. No It'll, way. This is a relic, a lost in time. A relic, unless, unless, and I always wondered about these. But y- you know, when your elementary school would would bury a time capsule. Yes. But you know what's uh, weird? You know what's, you know what's weird about time capsules? I've I've been present for, and I hate bragging, but I've been present for a number of time capsule burials. Okay. They've always Never, been very special. Very special, very it's special. Like an honor. I've never been there when the time capsule is retrieved. Never. Never nope. been there for that ceremony. So it's possible that somebody buried a True Lies <laughs> DVD in a time capsule in the mid-90s. But That's exciting. Thinking about that is getting me through today. <laughs> I hope someone buried there has this to be at least There has to be at least one time capsule with a True Lies VHS, perhaps. Yeah. I'm thinking my visual right now is like a junkyard of just VHSs of True Lies. In the same way I watched a documentary one time and they they tried to bury the E.T. video game by dumping them all. <laughs> yeah, like in I a feel dump. like someone's going to buy James, James Cameron's house one day and they're going to be like, um, we want to put a pool out back. And then as they excavate for the pool, the, the contractor's going to be like, oh, we found something. And it's going to be like thousands of copies of True Lies being oh. buried under the under the ground. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. I, if True Lies was like more topical, I'd pitch that to like SNL right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, can we get that sketch? Well, and that was the second thought that I had as I was watching True Lies last night. Okay, minus you. I saw so I had to subtract one. I was like, I wonder how many people in the world are watching True Lies right now. And I'm like, <laughs> truly no one. <laughs> That's what I was no thinking. One. I was like, let me subtract Chanel. That's minus one. I was yeah. like, I feel like I'm at zero then because... <laughs> There's not another soul. There's not another person watching True Lies. I think I'm going to tweet that and be like, who has seen True Lies in the last week? <laughs> I want to on- know. Be honest. Don't you fucking well, don't dare lie. lie. Don't lie. Don't lie to me. I mean, True Lies. I'm like, do we want to read the summary first or do we want to be like... I think what you should do is let's read the summary just because I think a, most people up. probably haven't seen the movie, honestly. Okay. And then we can talk about some general overtures. Overtures. <laughs> okay. True Lies, 1994. I had to edit the summary to take out language. Anyway, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's a big job. Yeah, I had to. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Just remember, take a deep breath and just read it with confidence. Secretly a spy, but thought by his family to be a dull salesman, Harry Tasker, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is tracking down nuclear missiles in the possession of a terrorist group. Uh Uh-oh. Harry's mission is complicated when he realizes his 
realizes his neglected wife, Helen, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is contemplating an affair with Simon, Bill Paxton, a used car salesman who claims he's a spy. (laughs) (laughs) He's my favorite character. (laughs) He's the best character. When Harry and Helen are kidnapped by a terrorist group, the secret agent must save the world and patch up his marriage quite literally at the same time. Yeah, they're they are they are tasks that run parallel. <laughs> they somehow get really tangled up in each other. Tangled up is tr- is true. Yeah. So okay, before we like jump in for moments and like take you guys through this movie, I felt very strongly that I had to t- say the only way I can watch this movie and the only way I was comfortable to experience this movie is to just be like these are not real people. And these are actors. It's not a documentary. (laughs) Not a documentary. And if you can just like view each and every moment like that Jamie Lee Curtis has as just Jamie Lee Curtis acting, fun time. Fun time. If you for for any second of this movie think she's actually... Mm-hmm. married to this man and is like being put through these tasks let's just say it's upsetting it's these just, tests it's, these, these marriage tests literally tests yeah um it's the hunger games well and yeah so I, that's the only way i was comfortable to can, yeah. to, to frame this movie <laughs> well i think what you you're getting at is important because what i think the movie tried to do was I think they tried to em- employ these like these gross, if you will, caricatures of women and men, even yeah, and the alpha male thing, alpha male and action star, and people from the Middle East. And it the problem, what happens in the movie is that the caricature really only sticks to female characters. And non-white people. And non-white people. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes across looking like a king. So Yes, he looks phenomenal. If, if everybody was taken down, not like that would be a lot better. But it yeah. really just looks like the movie is taking a really hard look <laughs> at women and non-Americans. Non-Americans. And, and that is hard. Played to... by probably Americans, by the way, which makes it yeah. even grosser. So uh, the movie the movie has aged like milk, but I wanted to say this movie has a shelf life, <laughs> yeah. and I gave it like a few years. It spoiled. <laughs> I gave it like ninety four to like the you know two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, I don't even think it. I don't even think at the time in ninety four there was like this unanimous support for this messaging. No, it's on which a, it is, makes me it, feel better. It's really, it is, it like the movie on its surface level is inherently problematic and there's <laughs> no way to get around that. Nope. Now, I think like Chanel was just saying though, there is a way to watch the movie where mm-hmm. you can watch it from a performance level and really enjoy the way that Jamie Lee Curtis navigates the role and, and actually makes it quite funny. Um, yes. In the same way that the people from, as they use the language, like these, they don't say generic, but they basically are playing like generic terrorists. They have some really funny moments in the movie, but what the movie isn't going to do is they aren't going to tie them to a geopolitical faction (laughs) and give you information as to why they're doing what they're doing. The movie's not interested in that. So in that sense, it's it's a problem. It's (laughs) the most general of generalizations. Absolutely. So... And if yeah. you watch the movie, okay. like... I feel you, better. Yeah. I think if if you watch the movie, 
you will that that will jump off the screen at you. So this yeah. is this is, we're not digging deep. We're we're looking at the grass on the surface. Oh my so. god, it's as clear as day. Yeah, it's right there in front of your face. I feel much better having aired that. Yeah. And uh, there is a way to watch this in which you just kind of sit back and just try to like look at these two uber movie stars. Yeah. It is it is a showcase for the movie stars and yeah. and what I really I I feel like the movie is trying to do new things. I don't I I really think that it was really trying to blend comedy. It doesn't always work. It was it was trying to be funny. It was trying to be funny and <laughs> um it it is worth at least viewing it to see to see what the movie is trying to do. I would go to YouTube and type in Jamie Lee Curtis strip tease and that's it and watch that scene only. <laughs> that is a good that is a good scene. It's, it's the it, scene. It's, it's funnier in context, but <laughs> yeah. And anyway. it, and, it's, and it's like that's another scene like I like I said where you can't ever for one second buy into the reality because if you do it's so upsetting. Yeah, I think it's a I real problem. You should watch it almost as if it's a cartoon or it's a dream because sure, okay, it's not, yeah. it's not real. And if you if you think this is real, we have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, <laughs> we have a bigger <laughs> problem. Bigger problems. Anyway, okay. I think that I think right. that keeping keep that in mind as we go through the rest of the movie because file that away, please. That that criticism if you will, will apply to every scene. So yes. we can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't. So if if we discuss a scene and you think that feels like that topic feels like it, it's not great towards women, just rewind, rewind and then listen to this again back. and then just apply it to that scene because this yeah. applies to every scene in the movie. This is a copy paste <laughs> scenario. So yeah. please get on board. Like we, yeah. we beg of you. Yeah. And if you skipped our intro, you need to go back. You need to go back now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so the movie, let's start with the title. The movie is titled True Lies, which- True it, Lies. It, it reminded, what was another movie that we did? Oh, shoot. Contradictory. I wrote it's a title. Those, go ahead. I just wrote a, t- the, a title like this as real star vehicle fodder. So I agree with you that I think it is reminiscent of something we've done. You know what I think it is? Is it? Night it and reminds day? me of Night and Day because Night and Day because Night and Day is is something you can read on its surface and you go, I understand that. But then when you watch the movie, you You're go, like, Why? I Same thing with True know. Lies. I'm like, Oh, I know what those two words mean individually. Mm-hmm. Put them together. Put them together. I maybe maybe could write out a one sentence, but then when I watch the movie. I don't know. It, it, it's like Mona Lisa's smile too. It's, it's like I know so what each word means. Confusing. I'm like I. I'm like okay. Lies that happen to be true. True. True lies. I mean, what I was thinking is that like truly you know, these are lies. A lie. You don't tell lies that are truthful. That's just the truth, right? Yeah. Carry the one. I don't. Mm. So it's like an it's an oxymoronic title. We can say that. Right? Oxymoronic. Maybe. You're the English major. Is that a thing? I don't know. It doesn't make much sense. I it think doesn't make much is, sense. I think this is another way that I want to say the 90s and 2000s, but it probably still happens today where they're just trying to pull a fast one on you. They're just trying to yeah. be like, don't read into this. Yeah. Um, and like Arnold, 
is a, like everyone is a lot of people are lying in this. There's a lot, a lot of, lies. of lies. Um, we find out pretty quickly within like the opening titles, like the opening action sequence. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a liar. He's lying to his darling wife. Right. Well, the movie opens and Arnold. There's there's a fancy party in Switzerland, chic mm-hmm. at a beautiful kind of so chateau. Chic. And the fancy guests are piling in, and then we we see that Arnold is going through the moat, and he's cutting he's, he's cutting through the gate <laughs> in a body of water, <laughs> freezing water that he has to break through the ice. Yeah, he has to and kill Bill his way out of it. He's wearing a really funny like scuba suit hat that not hat helmet that has like oh a million God. and one gizmos and gadgets on it, and yeah. He he emerges, he takes his wetsuit off, and not a drop of water has gotten onto his beautiful tuxedo, and he enters the party to do mm-hmm. I don't know what. Speak some French, crit- critique the food. You know what's tango. funny? I don't know if your version of True Lies had this, but at one point he was... So Arnold goes through the party, and he's a party of one, but he talks to everybody in their native language. In their native tongue. <laughs> yes, he does. And okay, when he got to these, he speaks Arabic at one point to two gentlemen. And then on my copy of True Lies, it didn't subtitle what he said. It just oh. subtitled and said, speaks perfect Arabic. Wait, I, that was mine <laughs> I think too. It, but like when, it, when he speaks the fr- oh, when he speaks French, it subtitles it what subtitles he said French. in French. I know. I, I hope to God that wasn't the theatrical release. I, oh my God. I was dying Come on, at Jim that. Cameron. Like, please tell me you translated the Arabic too. Please tell me. But please tell me. I did think about this first scene was kind of inspiring because to go to a party, and I know he's there for work. He's not there for play. But to go to a party <laughs> alone is... Powerful. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to socialize. And I think he does a good job. He does an excellent uh, job. Of of small talk. I thought there's something to be learned here. The way he kind of breezes through the party. I would love to be able to do that. The mark of a true movie star. He's charismatic. He's funny. He's charming. He's tall. He's huge. Great skin. He looks, he looks party. good. He looks great, I think. Tangos. Yeah, oh worth mentioning that like this is we we kind of try to disregard the men on this pod, but this is in you know this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle as well. It is and in addition to a Jamie Lee Curtis vehicle. I would say that what I what I enjoyed about Arnold in this movie is that I really came for Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but I, came I for her. really I really enjoyed what Arnold did with the material. <laughs> I know, and that makes me hate. The, the creators of this shit. Because like we said, and nothing sticks to him. He well, just looks perfect and everything. Exactly. Nothing's what I think, problematic. What I think they thought they were doing is they are trying to like send up these tropes of like male action stars. Yeah. But like it doesn't work because Arnold comes across like looking really like suave and, and in control. Like he's never klutzy we, yeah, or Yeah, we might have needed a goof. We might need to yeah. goof on it. Because he, he glides into the party and cozies up to that that lady, the art yes. dealer. Yeah, his favorite his favorite period of artwork. Oh, he can gonna, speak on everything. And I'm going to reveal something about myself, but when I saw this woman, I don't even know her name. I was Juno. like, yeah, <laughs> Juno, whatever. I was like, I was like, oh my God, she's from Celebrity Apprentice. She Is was she? on Celebrity Apprentice. Wait, there's a you're fired at the end of this. Do you remember it that? Is, no. 
Who? He sends like one of the bad the bad guys away on okay. like a missile or something, and he's like, "You're fired." Oh, I love that scene. And that he was does so send cool. Him away. <laughs> this movie opens on an action sequence. It's very clearly we think trying to parody like that action movie thing so the sequence is truly ridiculous like he breaks up out of the ice he it ends in a chase through the forest with gunfire and like yeah they're skiing there's people on skis yeah he's at this party and to be honest i don't know why he's at the party except to meet this woman who he finds out sells sells persian art that's what she says and yeah. to which arnold replies i adore the sixth century yes <laughs> I adore it. Um, but yeah. I, I don't remember what else happens at the party because then at a certain point he has to leave. It seems like it seems like what they wanted you to gather is somehow someone gets on their case. Okay. They're like he's like found oh, right. out. Those other men are start to like those other men come in for him, and that's when he leaves the party through like the snowy ski slopes. And it's another, it's a chase. It's a long ch- this is just like a prolonged I chase. I enjoyed this chase because Arnold Okay, first of all, I'm sure Peter had some problems with the movie, but Arnold grabs two dogs that are chasing him and gives them a little a little kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he runs away and then he's chased by people on snowmobiles, yep. people yep. on skis, yep. and as he's leaving right? the party, he kills, I want to say, 30 people. Oh my god, the body count? Yeah. It's astronomical <laughs> like, like in the first liter- few minutes kills at least 30 people as he's escaping this party to get into a van with Tom Arnold. With Tom Arnold. Yeah. Fun fact about me, I hate action sequences. I can't stand them. I just want to cut to the end because we know 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 he makes it. So that's why I just like had a real problem with a bunch of this. I mean, the problem that we mentioned in the opening Yes. Separate problem. Hate action sequences. So I do just want to cut to the chase. But if if anything can be said, they are parodying the ridiculousness of such a thing. Yeah, it was like it felt like it was making fun of like a James Bond type situation. But I do I I do love seeing people. And I I mean, how often do I see this? I love (laughs) thinking about people on skis with guns because it reminds me of that Olympic event where they have to like ski from station to station and then take out a gun and shoot a target. The little target practice. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just it, it, it was kind of funny to see. It was wild. I was like. I might have had a panic attack. I was like, this is sensory overload. There's just like snow, light, skis, gun, gun. I'm just like, oh And if my you're God. watching at home, like the volume in this movie is out of control. It gets so loud. I was constantly having to adjust the volume. I was tap tapping that up down. It was, you, I couldn't hear them when they were talking. And then when the action started, it was like, I felt like my apartment was going to like blow up because it was yeah. so loud. I, I, so my copy had a 10 second back arrow. I really could have used a 10 second forward arrow. Didn't have. <laughs> didn't have it, it. Didn't have. Because that would have really helped me just like kind of skip over a lot of the yeah. pumped in explosions. There's just like a lot going on. But love the tropiness of something like this. I prefer it done more explicitly. Like that Melissa McCarthy movie, McCarthy movie Spy. Spy. When it right. kind of opens and she's a spy. Whatever. Um, but I kind of love the tropiness of he's a regular guy with a family. Yeah. Pulls up. <laughs> he pulls up. He gets his his regular passport. Yeah. And he goes. Snow globe for his daughter from Switzerland. She was 
so sour and she needed when he gave her that snow globe which i thought was a really nice snow globe oh my god do you remember what her response was she was like this is stupid or something or she's like i already have one no she goes i've never had one of these and then as soon as arnold leaves the room she throws it in in the in the trash yeah well you know, I have to. I put the fault on Arnold in this scene. Like your fifteen-year-old oh. daughter doesn't want a snow globe, sweetie, no, she sweetie doesn't. man. She wants twenty dollars. Give some Swiss chocolate. Oh yeah, that's and she what takes I'm that. saying. She takes that. Like they're they're painting him as a bad dad, and quite he's quite actually a bad dad. He gives his fifteen-year-old a snow globe. It's like never there. His like poor wife Jamie Lee Curtis, who yeah, they're really painting as very normal. She's normal, normal. She's normal, but they're also painting her to be oblivious because like okay one of the i guess one of the only reasons that this whole charade can work is that when arnold comes home from these missions he doesn't have a scratch he doesn't have a cut he doesn't have any dirt no blood like i I understand that but they're also painting her to jamie lee curtis to be blissfully unaware blissfully unaware to the point where i don't know how you play this like if she for had, her. If she had just met him, maybe, but they've been together for 15 years, and then we find out that he's been a spy for 17 years, so, <laughs> you know, they're telling us that he has been a spy since they met. It's kind of like, girl, you didn't know... If, if you know, and they ne- <laughs> there's never never a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I knew it. She was she's I, always... That's what I was she looking was like, for. She was always dead like, shocked. What? <laughs> You're a boring salesman. Sometimes when I want to go to sleep at night, I make him tell me about the office. Like she, that's a literal line of dialogue she says. Right, right, right. He's just a salesman. He's just he, a salesman. He acts like he's curing cancer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I wanted more agency for Jamie Lee Curtis quicker, but she yeah. does get. She does get. I mean, an she hour gets just a different and fifteen treatment. in, she starts to get some agency. Um, maybe yeah. an hour. But it takes a long time for us to really spend time with Jamie Lee Curtis. A really long time. But like, okay, we're still in, we're in parody land, so I'm just going to lay off. Like, yeah. you know what I was oblivious. thinking? It would have been funnier for the daughter and a, and a better takedown of Arnold if when he gave her the snow globe, she opened up her closet and there was like a thousand snow globes in there yeah, and she just funny. like put it on the shelf. Because then, because what this scene does with the daughter is it shifts all the the blame off of Arnold and, and puts her. it onto her. Makes her look like a sourpuss. Like you said, right. she's sour. And that's and what they wanted. It would have been really funny if she had like a thousand snow gloves and she was like, thanks. That's what this movie does time and time and time again. It's like, it's not Arnold's fault for lying. It's actually Jamie Lee Curtis's fault for lying. It's yeah. Like- and then the next scene, we see the daughter like further, you know, reiterate, not beating a dead a horse. I mean, horses are popular in the movie, but yeah. like, she steals it's money. A horse movie. She steals money and it doesn't come back. Like they're just reiterating that yeah. she's the problem, not Arnold. <laughs> I that I had such a problem with it. He is like she never uses the twenty dollars to buy something that plays a role. We never later, see the guy in the motorcycle. Yeah. She never rides a motorcycle. It's just to be like Yeah. She is ungrateful. Do you want to know what it is? It's so gross best friend can talk about her in the next scene. Which I'm just like, ew. Who? Um, Wait, Tom who? Arnold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Swartzy are leaving the house. And he's like, she's probably... Oh, 
like doing whatever with her boyfriend. And I'm like, this is disgusting. They Stop make some, they make some really off color comments about what she's going to do with the $20. It's like beyond fucked up. And like, I love that you've articulated for me and the viewers at home. No problem. <laughs> They're just like trying to just make nothing stick to. Yeah. yeah. Harry, who I wrote as Larry because I heard Larry in the <laughs> opening. <laughs> but his but name's Harry. Everybody separates to go their way for the day. And then uh-huh. Arnold goes to work. And we find out that he work. works at, I had to write this down, the Omega Sector, which is the last <laughs> line of defense. The last line of defense. And they just like ask no more questions, please. I was like, okay, what? I got it. And. Okay, so he goes to this place, which I I guess what they're implying is that it's a government organization. And okay. the secretary... Beyond the CIA, FBI, right? And this the was last a weird, line. The last line last of line. defense. You've never heard of it. And then they go in <laughs> to their meeting. And this was a very, again, very small moment, but it was clearly included for a moment or for a reason. Arnold and Tom Arnold... Arnold and Tom Arnold, okay. Arnold and Tom Arnold. They go to their meeting. There's other men there, and there's a female agent sitting there. And then before the meeting starts, the head guy goes, I'll just call her Betty. Betty, can you leave? We're going to get started. (laughs) Do you remember that? And he makes the female lady leave the meeting. I think, you know how the brain erases trauma? Oh, Okay. My brain really paper shredded a bunch of I these can moments. See, I can see your neurons <laughs> lighting up on camera. It's like beep, 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 like, beep. The fir- it's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I was I literally like... I have notes, but not, nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, it was It was kind of like... Um, I was distracted, was I'll be honest. I'll be like, I, I want everyone to know that like, I had such a hard time like keeping focus on this one that I really was like clicking yeah. off the tab, checking my messages. It was like okay. kind of... Rude. I Sorry. couldn't take my eyes off of it, so I can, I can, I'm here to help. Pick up my but slack, please. What was surprising about the Omega Sector, which is, which is the last line of defense, is that there, there were a lot of people working there. I would have thought it would have been ten people. There were many, 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 many people working at Omega Sector. Mm-hmm. More than I would have populated liked. office. And some of yeah, them didn't, didn't seem very qualified. It didn't seem very secretive. It didn't seem very secretive. It's like, this is like a big office. And to get into the Omega Sector, the last line of defense, you had to go by the secretary who kept a gun under the table. When, when they're walking through the, the x-ray and, and she, she like sees puts like her, all the guns all the gun. on their person. I was like, this is scary. This is scary. In, much like we've talked about in Miss Congeniality and then again in Jingle All the like I mentioned about Jingle All the Way, it's like I kind of can't really get on board with like the amount of explosives in this. The it's movie is the movie is very is very like guns or toys. It's still that area of life. Willy nilly, yeah. Guns or toys, bombs Might as well be toys. a water gun. Yeah, like yeah. And- Dangerous packages, parcels get tossed around no problem no one's suspicious of them at all and as we'll like see later in the movie like when you treat guns as toys sometimes the results work out even better as jamie lee curtis finds out i but i we'll know the exact scene you're that. talking about <laughs> i love which that was shocking. Shocking. shocking anyway anyway oh God. They're, they're at they're at omega sector the last line of defense and they um they get their next mission where they're going to go to a Marriott? Yeah, they're going to the hotel, the local hotel. Sponsored really by know, Marriott. Sponsored by, yeah, this felt like product placement to the nth degree, let me tell you. You don't um, think. 
did did great things for Marriott. That that branding couldn't have been more front and center. All I want to do is stay at a Marriott right now. Me too. I want to jump ship right now. <laughs> I want to get into Get me Marriott. out of here and into a Marriott. Don't care where. Down Don't the street. care where. It doesn't matter. They're all so luxurious. They're actually nice. I love Marriott's. Marriott's are nice. I like a Marriott. I love an Embassy Suites. And love. I, I love, I love a Hyatt. The, what's the cookie? Double Tree. They give you cookies. Really yeah, the good. problem with Double Tree is that it just, well, never mind. They could be a sponsor well, one day. Let's not get into it here. <laughs> let's not get into it. We've said, we've said, we've nothing. said too much. <laughs> and yet, Zip nothing at all. Okay. <laughs> Zip it up. Zip it up. So yeah, so okay. Like, they have some intel that some more shit's going down. I don't know what it is. It's like some money traded hands somewhere. Money is being. Traded yeah. hands through, they believe, this art dealer later. The woman, Ar- yeah. So they arrange for Arnold to go meet up with her and tour some art. They do. They flirt. It's like neither here nor there. There's like mm-hmm. zero chemistry from my point of view. And yeah. then they leave and they find out they're being like trailed by Pursued. these guys. The the other purpose of that is him being like... um. Oh my God, I want to call him Travolta. Is Arnold being like, don't worry, honey, I will make it because it's his birthday or something that night? Right. So. Right, because he meets up with her and then the mission is over and they're on the way home. And he's like, I'll be home by eight for my birthday party. But as as they're heading home, they realize they're being That's the horse chase. Yeah, yeah, this is the same scene. Okay, yeah. So. He's in a bathroom. Yeah, he leaves. And then they find him. <laughs> yeah. And there's about there's a shootout in the bathroom. There's there comically there's a senior citizen in one of the stalls who just wants to go to the bathroom in peace. Yeah. And no one thinks about those kinds of people in these kinds of movies. No. So but he's glad he's, to see the representation. He survives and Arnold makes quick work of two of the people, but one of them escapes. Yeah. And it's just like another inappropriate. It's another chase through inappropriate locales yeah. with inappropriate means of transportation in inappropriate. It just It's all inappropriate. The villain has a motorcycle and Arnold Schwarzenegger has a horse and they are chasing through the streets. A now, police horse. When they get to the, they end up bringing the chase to the Marriott. Okay. And this, I'll, uh, the biggest light bulb went off in my mind because for the first time in my life, I understood the scene, and this was my favorite movie growing up, in the Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen, where he oh no, rides a horse, where he okay. rides a horse into a hotel and takes it up the elevator. <laughs> and so this a- was an homage. No, I mean the other way around. Like Naked Gun was parodying this. Oh, Naked Gun came after '94. Okay. Well, there's a few different ones, but they okay. were making fun of. I thought it was of- early. There's, there's. Not, I don't know if it's the first one, but there's a few different ones. But um, okay, making fun of this, making fun of this, and I felt like Night and Day was taking little jabs at this one, at this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was. I mean, this what the movie tries to do is they try to do it over the top, but they don't. They don't. They don't treat the horse scene with a sense of humor. Like no, it's, it's dead serious. It's so funny that the horse is in an elevator with with this an elderly elderly couple. couple. Yeah, and there is a moment where the horse has to turn around, and they're like, "Oh, they're oh, like, oh. they're like sandwiched against the the glass." But it it's not it's not played for. Uh, uh, it's not as played big for lols because the other is. guy is in the other elevator, and they've both got a bullseye on each other with the guns. Yeah, they're both waiting <laughs> to shoot. Scary. 
It's really and in, scary. And in this Marriott, you can take the elevator to the roof. And they get off on the roof, and the other guy drives his motorcycle all the way across to another building, pretty far, actually. Really pretty, far. Pretty impressive. <laughs> and then... He Arnold. evil Knievels it into the pool. <laughs> a lot of water work in this movie. Yeah, I thought it was a really great landing. I thought that was really cool. And then it was I was nice. like, smart. And yeah. then luckily, Arnold's Arnold's horse is like, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a moment in time where you're like, is he going to push the horse to fly out? Is he going to? He's going to do it. And he then really the fact tried. That the, the fact that the horse is like held to the no and stops, I'm like, oh, thank God. I just loved any second Arnold got a little deflated in this movie. Like he needed anytime another character had some agency over Arnold's behavior. I was so yeah. in. So the horse is like held to the no. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, the horse uh, is really the only character in the movie that ever says no to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dead on. You are 100% correct. That's not even a, we're not even joking. That's not guys. a joke. It's not that's, a joke. That's just numbers. Yeah. The only come up with another character who says no we'll listen we'll apologize next week you can't i can't (laughs) anyway the horse and the horse also throws him off the roof and he he's dangling there yeah next to the marriott sign of course yep yeah really nice but the horse saves his life which is saves his life and then he insults the horse when all (laughs) said and done he's like really you're a police you're a policeman you idiot you couldn't do that? Yeah. We never see Arnold take the horse to get some carrots or an apple as a reward. No candy. And no sugar cane. No sugar cane. <laughs> no sugar cane for him. Just No blue ribbon to put on his saddle. Yeah. But and I was just like, good for you, horse. Thank God somebody stopped this man. Arnold, again, goes home after this. He had to, like, this crawl, is the best. This he had to crawl on glass and all this kind of stuff. Not a scratch, nothing. But he finally makes it home. My favorite trope ever is what? he walks into a, the tableau of the party. Oh, yeah. Candles in the cake, streamers decor, and Jamie's just like like waiting for him. Yeah. It's my favorite trope ever because you know my mom would have went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, see you upstairs. Yeah, she really committed to this because she's, she's like, I'm going to in- sit here until he gets back. And right. she forgives him right quick immediately yeah it was it i think to your point it would have been more powerful like if she really wanted to stick it to him she would have gone to bed and just been like yeah and wrote an inappropriate message in the cake yeah like some some bad words or like a note like he comes in he looks at the party we see his face sink because oh no look look what i've missed my wife set this up for me and i've missed it his face can sink it can glance down to a note or maybe there doesn't even need to be a note but just to have her sitting there so she can forgive him again yeah is like this another free pass for this man who's a bad husband father especially because and spy the next day the slate is wiped clear like it's not, it's like, not it like this drama carries over. Nope, doesn't. Yeah, so I mean, at this point, is this kind of when he goes to make it up to her and he hears her on the phone with Simon? Right. This like mystery man. And for the first time in the movie, you're like, oh, she's lying too. Thank God. Because Thank God. he was getting away with like too many lies for me. 
Right. We overhear the conversation and it sounds like she's having an affair with this guy, Simon. Yeah. And what's interesting about this scene, though, is that he hears her leave to go meet up with Simon. Yeah. But he doesn't follow doesn't her follow in that then. moment, which is interesting. Yeah. Later, after he's tied up all of the resources of Omega, yeah. then he follows her. Because it would have just seemed like it would have made more sense just to follow her yeah. in the moment. I think it's another jab at women because that night at dinner, he wanted to be like, where were you today at lunch? I stopped by. Yeah, he's like testing her. He's testing her and he wants her to lie, which we know she's going to. But it it just makes, it makes her look bad and him look like golden boy. I think what it also does is it also communicates like he can't be bothered by this. Like he's not angry enough in this moment to go follow follow her because she's his wife he's no it's it's weird because it is really weird because they're trying to make it like he's real upset he's like i can't believe she would lie to me right and um tom arnold is not making it any better as the best friend he's like yeah my wife my third wife left me like he's just you know digging the knife in deeper um i just feel like he didn't follow her in that moment so he had an opportunity in the screenplay james cameron to Show that Jamie Lee Curtis is a fucking liar. <laughs> Just like rude. Yeah. Now, I will say, though, that we are treated to the first real scene with Jamie Lee Curtis at a restaurant where we find out that she's meeting this guy, Simon, who is pretending to be a spy. That as was a way, real confusing. Really confused. I'm saying this now, but this is not communicated in the moment. No. Like, in the moment, I'm like, wait, he did? That was him. <laughs> they lead him, they introduce him as a spy. And what I think they're setting you up to try to think is that he is some sort of competing spy who is trying to infiltrate the family to get over, like yeah, to I'll, get close to I think Arnold. at one point Arnold Schwarzenegger's says, character says, um, oh, they're using her to get to me, which would right. make sense for the narrative of a spy film. That makes total sense to me. That makes, that make, that is a normal plot. Normal and thing that happens in spy movies is it that. It was really funny, though, watching Jamie Lee Curtis acting super nervous in the restaurant, like, yeah, where she was like, she was like, I did that thing you taught me, looking behind my back when I walk. <laughs> I think if anything, this movie is like reiterating for me, which we, I think we've talked about pr- privately, but not on the pod. <gasps> Jamie Lee Curtis is a comedian. And, I, she, and it, we didn't get that in Halloween. Duh. It's no. not the genre for it. But she is comedy for me. She's comedy, but it's the same. I would say it's a very specific type of comedy that she does because it's, uh, her performance in this movie is actually kind of similar to what we get in Freaky Friday, where it's kind of just like this kind of silly, it's nervous, silly. like nervous energy comedy that she does actually really well. Um, yeah, I think she's betrayed by her like good looks and bang and bod. And she said it before. I, this is not new information. She said like, oh. I was kind of pigeonholed into these like roles for my body because mm-hmm. she's like looks amazing. But I, I think she's funny girl. Like she, her voice is comedic to me. It's like a little bit. She does have a bit, funny sounding voice. Yeah, her voice is funny. It's funny. And I think that like the the comedy in this movie, number one, falls squarely on her shoulders because her tiny the, comedy, shoulders. the comedy that Tom Tom Arnold is doing is inappropriate. So it's like danger field or something, but <laughs> it's not fun. So and I think she does she she really hits it out of the park and this scene is legitimately 
funny watching yeah. her pretend because this guy Simon is implying that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be like a co-spy with him. So yeah. like seeing her pretend to be a spy is is a lull. Yeah, and and you kind of get the sense that she's like kind of kept at home. Her life's kind of boring. Her husband's not there. She's looking to spice it up. And what? this is like her opportunity to yeah. spice it up. She's going to spice it up. And after the lunch, um and Simon I should say was a real a real treat. In a the real movie. treat. Bill Paxton. He was really funny, I thought. Clappy claps for Bill. <laughs> Loved. I And I thought like the twist. So when Arnold then stalks Simon after and interrogates him, so to speak, over like a really a high stress test drive. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Simon is just a fraud and he just pretends to be a spy to get with like lonely women. Yeah. Now I will say... It's still kind of confusing because you don't. Yeah. You the movie is betraying your trust at this point, so you're almost like, wait, re- is that true? Because like it went from telling you he's a spy to get to Arnold, which total made total sense to actually just kidding. He's a used car salesman, and at that point in time, I'm going, okay, this is going to be a just kidding as well because yeah, like, you wh- have, where's the second misdirect? <laughs> yeah, it felt like a misdirect. So I was like, oh, he's going to be a spy posing as a used car salesman. And yeah. it's going to just derail Arnold for like a minute, but then we're going to get back on track. No, he's an actual, he's just, just a used car salesman. salesman. That's it. <laughs> right. But I, I agree with you that because after this scene where we find out that he's a used car salesman and then in the next scene where they do a sting operation and pull apart his trailer home to arrest him and <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis... You don't really ever see him again, literally, until the last scene. But I was constantly waiting for Simon to come back in a way that would suggest that he is more than just a used car salesman. Yeah, that was really confusing. It was weird. After this movie, I was, like, trying to think of ways we could cut it. You know, just trim it by 20, like a tight 25 minute. And I was like, okay, the Simon thing, as much as I love Bill Paxton, I was thinking the Simon thing could go. But then I realized that was their sole and only excuse to have Jamie Lee get caught up in Schwarzenegger's world. Right. That was their excuse to get them, you know, together. And it was kooky. And I don't know. I just don't know. (laughs) Well, what what is strange about the, the Simon section is that the movie begins, we're dealing with this kind of generic terrorist network. Then yeah. that pauses for 40 minutes. We don't see yes. or hear about them at all. That's a VHS and, stop, like a full stop. Exactly. On that. Then we have 40 minutes of Simon drama. Yes. Pause. And then it's back to the terrorist yeah. um, organization. And yeah. during those different sections, there is no bleeding into each other. Like, We are firmly in the Simon section and it doesn't get resolved until, like you just said, they kidnap him and Jamie Lee Curtis and they do their interrogation. This is is the point where it gets disturbing, where you really have to start like just just suspending everything that you ever have known about a kidnapping because he kidnaps his wife, disguises his own voice, interrogates her, interrogates her behind double paned a one-way mirror. Disguises his voice. Two-way mirror. Yeah, well, I don't know what I was trying to say there. It's very, um, it's, if, 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 I I don't know if you're watching the impeachment Monica Lewinsky show, oh, but it's like, get on it. it's like, it's 
it's like they Monica Lewinsky'd her. They like they put her in a cage and they were like, you're bad. You're bad and you're going to go to jail unless you do exactly what I say. Yeah, it was so disturbing. Um, I had to just be like, this isn't real. These are actors. We're chilling. But like I wrote in my Ugh. notes, could you kidnap your wife in a more <laughs> traumatic way? So, okay. So traumatic. And not that it would have made it any better at all. It wouldn't. But if if they had at least like pretended like, oh, we're at the police, like we're at the local precinct, like she's in an ambiguous cell. Exactly. She could have felt more like there were people around. Maybe that would have helped her out if we just went to the police or something. But it was in an unmarked cell with un- <laughs> a holding like, room with, with with people who are speaking to her that she has no idea. They don't even announce their own the Omega Division, the last line of defense. They just say. We are... Nothing like we're on your team even. Just like, you're bad. We're going to nail you. But what I did appreciate about the writing of this scene is that they do at least allow Jamie Lee Curtis to be like, why are you guys asking me these questions? <laughs> the only <laughs> it was, that did make me thing laugh that a made sense in that scene is her being like, what? She's like, is that relevant? <laughs> it's not. And then we did get a little bit of backstory on Simon posing as the um, spy. And yeah. we come to find out she got caught up in the Simon business because he gave her a suitcase and was like, guard this. And was that his way of picking her up? I think so. It seems like what he's, he has this down pat. He kind of, and then what we realize, or it's kind of, it's a really brief callback. But when she is at Simon's mobile home, she sees two tickets to Paris. to Paris. And then when we see when she had opened the briefcase, in the briefcase were the same two tickets to Paris. So it's like oh. sort of reminding us that he sort of has these props that he just uses to... Oh, I'm, I'm like dead stupid. It was blinking. Like, it was totally blinking. You miss it. Well, in the trailer park, when she reveals the Paris tickets, I was like, oh, so then he is a spy. <laughs> Like, I was like, he's not a right. used car salesman. To me, I was like, oh, he is a spy and he actually is. He no, I think, no, no, no. They, they want you to think that then because we don't see the suitcase until later. But I think that is when we're supposed because I think that is supposed to like give us like that signal that like, no, he actually is just a, a phony, a fake. Yeah. It's very suspend your belief. Because we've already had the um, used car salesman scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger by the time mm-hmm. we see them in the trailer home with the tickets. It's a lot. It's so confusing. It's so convoluted. Uh, all I want to say about the briefcase thing that she gets caught up in is the, another point in time where a suspicious package should send up your alarm bells. You should not go along with this. She should have ditched that suitcase immediately. Yeah, but babe, on. but babe, who is looking for some action and some <laughs> spice in her life, takes it to the office. Yeah, she takes, to so an the, enclosed cubicle with thousands of people on her floor. Yeah, and opens like, it up. I'm gonna open this. Opens up the prop suitcase. And thank God there was no IED in it. No, thank God. In, and in a movie of this caliber and of this time. You would have thought there would you be. You would have thought that there was going to be a bomb. There should have been. If that was we're a, that playing was... by the rules. But Jamie Lee Curtis's punishment to get out of this cell oh, is that insane. She, she's either going to go to federal prison for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. or I picked that one. Or she has to participate in the next mission and i know and with no details they tell no her nothing this and was funny though she it did make me laugh because she sort of was like hmm i wonder which one i'm gonna pick <laughs> i saw that as like the script f- trying to like get you on her side again yeah i didn't i wasn't buying it 
I was like, James Cameron, that's not enough for me. They were like, you're going to go to federal prison unless you help us out. You will pose as this woman and you will have a secret mission. And I wanted her to be like, what the fuck is the mission? But instead she goes, let me think. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then and I, it was like a real funny. And then she's like, and they're like, we'll contact you at your code name. And she goes, Natasha. And yeah. they go, Doris. Doris. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only other thing about that scene, which I think we might have um, missed, is she does start slamming the chair in the in the yeah. in the glass. Thank God. Thank God. She does. And what I appreciate about that, that scene is that she she comes like dangerously close to smashing the glass all the way I through. I wanted her to go all the way through. And I will say that I think that her acting in this scene was pretty good because she's by herself. She, like she, I think it would have been a hard scene to film because like you're not playing off of anyone. Yeah, and I think she does, glass. she does do a good job of what I think the movie wants to do, which is that kind of flow between drama and comedy in a way that yeah. some like I think she can communicate that the movie really struggles to do because in that scene yeah. I both laughed and I was terrified <laughs> I was absolutely horrified and terrified and Jamie Lee is holding it together for her director okay yeah. she's doing what is being asked of her and I have no problems with their hers and Arnold's performance in this because they are doing what is asked of them from their yeah. director that's what they've been paid to do and she's taking it seriously, but it's disturbing. And I just wrote at, th- at this point, hate it when men tell women to calm down when they've got them in a glass cage. <laughs> she's like freaking if out. Only, and like, if only calm she, down. If calm only she down. could relax. If only she could relax. Relax, would... babe. <laughs> and but... I just, I wrote Doris, question mark, and what the fuck is Simon's deal? <laughs> Simon goes to the bathroom on himself as he oh multiple points in this multiple movie multiple points as he has to come clean that he's just a fraud he's a and liar they, and they let him go I couldn't believe this scene when that scene wrapped up I went oh my god they were just fucking with her I was so shocked and then I wrote at this point in time they're trying to make Jamie Lee Curtis's characters true lies yeah worse than Arnold's lies they're t- taking pains to be like look at this lying bitch Instead of being like, look at him. Yeah, because what they've, what we've glossed over because it's so boring, but yeah. I guess it's supposed to be the foil to this, is that like Arnold is also questionably flirting with the art dealer lady. Juno, yeah. But it's never, it, it does come back towards the end a little bit, but it it's never put on the same level as the flirting that's done between Jamie Lee Curtis and Simon. And Simon. Yeah. But I think like at, when the men were writing the script, they were like, oh, look, they're the same. We have one for the men and one for the women. But when, it's, when it's actually played out, it really just looks like Arnold's doing his job and Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to have an affair. <laughs> yeah. It, it And like if you add the layer of realism in there, like if you do go it, there it, with it. It's a realistic movie. Okay. This is, like you said, a documentary. I'm yeah. pretty sure you said that. This is Planet Earth. <laughs> It's if you go there with an extra like layer of realism and you try to like think it through, it's it's it doesn't sit well at all. It's like um, yeah, it's He's just like kidnapping look at this his wife bitch. to terrorize her to yeah. scare her straight into not cheating, and yeah. then he's like, then essentially what he hears is like. 
oh, you want to you want to be scared? I'll scare you. I'll scare you. And then he's like, oh, get ready for your next mission. Yeah, I just wrote Jamie deserved better. He deserved. <laughs> Wrap it and up. And then we get a little fade cut, and then we're back at the dinner table. Oh, Literally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this scene again did make me laugh a little bit because. Arnold was like, oh, I guess your night last night was pretty stressful. And she's like shaking, holding the coffee. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Where was that the whole way through? Like, yeah. just turn up the comedy. Um, I guess it's hard. You really can't laugh at a bunch of these things because like you said, it ages like milk. Um, yeah. So it's just hard. It's hard to make this comedic. But again, I think but- you're, you're, making, you're making an interesting point because... They're giving her comedy to do. And since Arnold doesn't have any comedy really to do, it just makes her look goofy as opposed to a co-player in a comedy. If they were both having funny scenes, then it would be like, oh, look at this funny couple. Instead, it looks like, look at this cool spy and his his inept wife. wife. She can't even be like a real housewife. Like she's like not even good at that part either. No, because it, luckily she's able to get up from the table because she has her spy call. And oh yeah, she slips out in her fancy dress. Like Doris. She's like, yes. To go back to the Marriott. <laughs> back to the Marriott. Loved the makeover scene that she gives Wait, herself. Did you catch the again the little plug about the Marriott? Because Tom Arnold was like, the Marriott. They say it a lot. How yeah. can you... Oh, uh, he goes, the Marriott, why'd you choose there? And Arnold was like, well, I can't afford a suite at the Marriott on my own. I was like, yes. we get it. It's a nice hotel. <laughs> we get it. Marriott bought this movie. movie. It's, <laughs> it's expensive. It's a $100 million dollar movie. It's so expensive to stay at the Marriott. Gotta we get remind it. you. Unless you have timeshare, in which it's great. It was a nice suite. It had a fireplace. Very nice. But she puts on a dress, which is kind of ugly. And so the dress is ugly, but then I love the little makeover she gets herself in the little foyer. She rips off oh, the sleeves. This was this was my, rips off the bottom. I loved it, and this is the best part of the whole movie. And then what yeah. else does she do? She goes in the vase and she gets the water and she sets <laughs> her hair back. Favorite. I fucking love that. I was like, yes, it was so funny. I was like, not only do because they okay they want her to pose as a prostitute, she's <laughs> right? Up. But she was like, I need to look the part. Yeah, and she goes for it. She did. Yeah, I think it's it's a weird it's a weird dance literally that she's doing because she's being forced to be a prostitute using the language of the movie in this scene. Deeply and uncomfortable, yet trying, by the way. Deeply and, not okay right, right. with this. <laughs> and then they're giving us this scene as she's getting ready in the hallway, which is really funny as she's taking the dirty like vase water to slick back her hair because uh-huh. I think they're they're thinking like if we put this scene in here. It makes it look like she's in control. Like she is, like she's controlling her appearance. And they almost communicate with her body language in her face that she's excited. Like she's, because she kind of does like a, a one, two, and she like, mo- she like kind of models in the oh mirror. Oh my God. I, the, I have such a problem with like framing the comedy around showing up to pose as a prostitute because it could quite actually be life or death. Like she could. She doesn't know she, who this person is. She doesn't know who this person is. It's a man. She can be overpowered. She can die. She can... The worst... Just think about that. The worst things imaginable could be happening to her. And it, they're framing it like, I'm so excited 
for my mission. (laughs) And I have such a problem with that. It looks like it just makes it... You don't say. You don't say. It makes it look like women across space and time are going to, in that exact situation, would be pumped. Yeah, she goes in. He's like, like, He's like, have a glass of champagne. And she does. And then he he says, dance for me. Take your dress off. And dance. And she does... A goofy dance to start, which was pretty funny. And out of context, which I have seen the strip tease before out of context, I was like, yeah. phenomenal scene. I was like, phenom. It's so great. It's so funny. Good, yeah. good, good scene. In the context of the movie, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking before we started, and it's like, if I knew anything about True Lies, the only thing I knew was this scene, because I'd seen it out of context. Yeah, I saw it out of context and didn't even know it was in this movie. So to come across it organically, I was like, whoa. It's weird because, number one, it's not as funny as it was hyped up to be. Like, a lot of people would describe it as, like, this amazing comedy scene. And (laughs) it's... When she falls as she's dancing... It's a good pratfall. It's a good pratfall, I guess. It doesn't make sense at all for the moment. No. And then, I don't know. I just wanted it to be over. I wanted the scene to be over. I was like, wrap this up. Also, at some point, does she drop like the camera or the, ta- the little wiretap or something she that had she's put, wearing? She had put the, well, okay. Her real mission was not just to do a sexy dance. It was to put a bug on the telephone that yeah. would monitor the calls. And she had put it in her shirt, and then as she was dancing, it fell out. It so she out. had to do like a a, a one two to get, it back. to get it. And then yeah, in a then, different movie, that yeah. is funny and it works. Yeah. Well, one. it would have been funny. I mean, it would have been more interesting if it was and, too I dangerous guess, and to be safer funny. for her if the if her task was just to bug the apartment without being seen. That could have been like a funny like. Her sneaking around the walls. Oh yeah, like, don't be seen. Yeah, but it, it, at one point Arnold is like, "All right, I put her through enough," and he's like, and he says, "Lay down on the bed," and then he like goes in to kiss her, and thank God, as soon as he does, Jamie Lee Curtis grabs she the telephone him. and smacks him in the face. Thank God. I was like, if she, if they just thank make God. this like a romantic thing, I was like, I, I was- can't. I was gonna turn. I was gonna turn the movie off and text you that we can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I had nightmares about that this last night. I was it gonna was. slam the computer shut and be like, no, because it's not as quick as I would like that she hits him. In the- you said it. She very quickly oh, hits him. Oh, you're right. With the phone. It, it's, it's not. not it's, it's not. It's not quick. He's kissing her passionately. Yeah. For t- a little too long. Way too long. And they're long. lingering on her a little too long. And the movie is going. Look, she likes it. Because what they they don't show you his face, they just show you her face, and they communicate that she's going from uncomfortable to enjoying it, and then she sort of she likes it. Is the message they are sending? She's a bored housewife. This was her spicy evening. She's enjoying herself. Is like the message they're sending, and I. Like I said, was about to. And I was gonna turn off the movie right then keep, and there. Keep she in mind, keep in mind though that at this point her eyes are closed. She still has no idea that this is her husband. She has no idea. It's just she beyond thinks, fucked. It's so fucked up. But it's a random man she doesn't know <laughs> who is easily six three and two fifty. 
Yeah. Right or wrong, on top of her. On top of her. And oh my God. thankfully, she eventually grabs the phone and she's about to get out of there as she's repeatedly smacking him over the head with the phone, yeah, kicking the him. The grace of the scene, she whacks him in the head. Thank God. Punching him. And then before she can leave, Arnold's like, Helen. It's me. It's me. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's yeah. like, how are you here? And then it switches to comedy fun, fun times again. And now, it's, now we can all relax because... <laughs> yeah, we can all exhale. It's just your husband. And and I think that they're like also trying to make like every person who sat for the theater to watch this, they're trying to make everyone feel okay with it by being like, it's just her, it's just her husband. Yeah. What's but, the big deal? But what Jamie Lee still doesn't know in this moment she still thinks that she's there on a mission because, and she just yeah. she just thinks that her husband is there inadvertently. Maybe he yeah. followed her or something. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. no sooner do, do they do they reconnect than the terrorist syndicate, who we haven't seen for forty minutes, yeah, a plot comes back into, into the picture, <laughs> back into focus. Yeah, they're like they drag them back down into the document, yeah. and they mm-hmm. they burst into the room and they kidnap them. Yeah. To take them to the Florida Keys. <laughs> Very quickly. <gasps> Which I did like this. This part did make me laugh because the terrorists separate them. And Arnold's yeah. like, stop, stop. No, you don't need her. Take Leave me. the prostitute alone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and, I think he and calls she her that. Sta- and she starts screaming. She goes, let me handle it. Let yeah. me handle it. <laughs> I'm the one you want. Because the- she thinks she's like, caught up in some something bad. Yeah, she thinks, yeah, she thinks that she's the actual spy and Arnold is there inadvertently. And yeah, Arnold's the stupid, like, house father. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are some little funny lines. Jamie Lee Curtis is selling it. Um, and you're right, they're in the keys now. They're in the keys. And this is kind of just like a, another bloated action sequence to really propel us to the end. I mean, I took There's, the least amount of notes during this section because we just go from one action scene to the next. And it's yes. really just about the next 40 minutes of the movie is really just Arnold Explosions, taking shooting. down this crime syndicate. Yeah. But it's when they get to the keys, Jamie Lee and Arnold have a little heart to heart as they figure out really what's going on. And all the confusion is wrapped up and it becomes clear that Arnold is a spy, much to her surprise. She's not actually a spy. She's just there for fun, you know. What did I write? But she doesn't seem to. She doesn't seem to. uh, I mean, she gets upset, but she gets more upset. She gets the trauma of her life yet again within 24 (laughs) hours. Not only was she traumatized by being kidnapped, then traumatized in the bedroom with a striptease, then traumatized by being kidnapped again. Another trauma. She, there's everything's on fire and Arnold's yeah. in the water, the flaming water. And I was like, there's no way she doesn't think her husband's dead. She's right. like, he's dead. What did make me laugh is when she, when she finally finds <sighs> out from the terrorists that her, that Arnold is a spy, instead of like asking how long, all this kind of stuff, her first question is, she goes, have you ever killed anyone? <laughs> and he's like, he goes, yes, they were all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of them were bad. And in, in, in my dumb, dumb mind, I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So they're there. The terrorists are recording a message. This this did make me laugh because oh, one of them- with the battery. With the VHS. This guy's recording him on a VHS recorder. And he is sweating. And the, the henchman is sweating. He has low battery. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, 
he's like making all these demands. He's like, we want this and we want a million dollars. And then yeah. the, the camera cuts out. <laughs> that was funny. That was that was funny, I think. I know it's problematic, but it's 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 funny. Replay the five minute warning we gave in the beginning. In the beginning. For, for the casting scene. is absolutely problematic and ridiculous. Oh and especially for how reductive all of the terrorism actually is. It's not tied to anything specific at all. No. It's there's so, no actual they're not from a specific area of the world. They're not trying to do anything specific. They're just trying to do something bad. And yeah. it's like that's it. And that's it's it, like yeah. you should be able to understand that yeah. they are bad. And by that logic, like if, if if this were made today, even you can cast anyone. Then you can yeah. truly cast anyone. And then th- this this nineteen ninety four flick made a very specific choice to cast non white people. And it's because it's weird is that not weird, but what's interesting is that the staging ground for this terrorist or this t- terrorist organization is the Florida Keys, which I guess didn't really strike me as odd until Jamie Lee Curtis goes. Well, that means they won't have to go through customs with the bomb. I was like, oh. oh. And at that point, I was like, well, then it doesn't have to be a terrorist group. It could yeah, be anybody. They, it could be literally anybody. It's not like we flew to the Middle East. No, no, no. Overnight. There were never anywhere. It's all domestic. It's all domestic. So it could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. <laughs> but luckily, Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger break free of their captors and they start mowing down the people they start to really come up victorious is is this the point where he gives her the gun he gives her like a A some sort of automatic (laughs) weapon that she drops drops it down the stairs (laughs) and it fires and it goes off couldn't have been any more perfect she kills everybody everybody on the way down (laughs) and she didn't have to do any of the killing Right. She, she just drops the gun, and with every step it's hitting, it's going off and just taking right. down the bad guys. And again, it's like not that Air I want bad guys. Not that I want to watch people make direct eye, like contact with bullets with other human beings, but at least if she would have been, you know, had the skills to to do this, it would have been different than her accidentally killing. All the bad guys at once. I was like, do you really have to go out of your way to make her look like... A klutz. <laughs> inept again? This reminded me of the night and day scene when Cameron comes... It's like the mid middle of the movie slash sort of towards the beginning. And she comes out from house. behind. He goes on three. And oh, then yeah. she goes on one. And she gets out. And she's like, ah. And she just screams as all the bullets are coming at her. And then she comes back behind the, the crates. And he's like, do you want to go on three? And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I panicked. It's the same thing. It's like it's the, the same thing. Same... It's like, look at this suave guy who knows what's up, and look at his this dummy broad he brought with him. Literally, got, and it, and it, and it's it's all in good. They're trying to make it in good fun because it just looks like she got accidentally tangled in. Like this wasn't her choice. She's not a spy. Yeah, She's we're forgetting. We're there. forgetting that she was coerced into yeah. into doing like, this. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's character shouldn't be there yeah. at all. <laughs> So we can't judge her as a spy. You got to judge her as, you know. No, she's had no training. She's had no training. A law clerk. You have to judge her as that. Yeah, she's had no no training. But Jamie, they, Arnold gets. This is where he's in the flames. I kind of jumped. I jumped ahead a little. Oh, right, right, right. He's in the flames. Like she must assume he's dead. He's in the water, But And she gets kidnapped. And she gets kidnapped by Juno, the woman. Yeah. Hope you didn't forget about her because we did. (laughs) Because literally everyone did. Everyone did. And they're in the back of a limo having a fight. Yeah. Right? Slap. They're getting really slap happy. 
Right, because what has what they forgot is that Jamie Lee Curtis, they never checked her bag, but she brought her her tracking device with her all the way to the Florida Keys. They never did a bag search. So the Omega Sector, the last line of defense, they do come just as Jamie Lee Curtis has left. Poor timing. And they rescue Arnold. Um, yeah, he he does he does a Terminator walk through the flames moment. Yeah, he's walking it was out weird because he was in the water, which is a pretty safe place to be during a mass fire, and then he <laughs> finds himself his way back into the burning building, only to walk out of the burning building to greet the 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 Omega sector. The Omegas. Yeah. So he's like he's like we gotta go. It's yeah, important. and then we're cross cutting between that and like the cat fight in the back of the car. Yeah, I don't like to use the word cat fight, but that's what they're they're just trying to paint that. It's just like it wasn't. It's two women fighting. It was two women fighting like with high heels and like with wine bottles. It was just yeah. like okay, they were keeping it goofy. And it's sort of all for naught because neither yeah. of them deals like a fatal blow. They yeah, just they just happens they just go back one. and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. and. They blow up the bridge. Arnold and the boys blow up the bridge and they have to get Jamie Lee Curtis out of the limo. And in the last minute, they're able to retrieve her from the limousine moonroof as <sighs> Juno goes tumbling towards her, the sea? her demise. Oh, does she? Okay, good. Well, we never see her again. So I, I guess don't, Yeah, maybe... we just don't see her again. She just like is like, oh no. We see wide eyes. We see the car approaching the end of the yeah, bridge. Yeah. We see Arnold dangling from the, an aircraft. Um, it's I'm really gonna... tense. It's a really tense ending scene. There's a couple of misses before they can clasp hands and at the last second get and her there, out. And there is a funny thing because Jamie Lee Curtis is talking to Arnold and Arnold's like, the bridge is out. The bridge is out. And oh, then yeah, she, as if she, she didn't doesn't see hear him. until that moment. <laughs> but she doesn't hear him. And then oh, she yeah. like looks out front. She goes, the bridge is out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that like um, mistaken... Classic married couple miscommunicating. Miscommun- the miscommunication in the air. And um, okay, we'll give, them, we'll give them half a point for that level of parody right there. To have when, that discussion in that moment of time at the most tense point. Yeah. To have a, a marital miscommunication as you're dangling from a helicopter. Okay. I mean, I mean that's funny. That's, so, I mean... They rescue her and luckily... <laughs> The nuke has been placed at the bottom of the ocean and they... I forgot about that. They encase it in like concrete and then... Think, yeah. yeah. They encase it in concrete and it... I guess it was in the limo or one of the cars that went into the water. Yeah. And they are maybe, I don't know, a mile away from the nuke and Arnold goes, we should be safe here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go off in 90 seconds, but we're good. And then it's good. like, boom. Yeah. And as, as the nuclear... Blast is going off. They share a kiss. A kiss. And there's like a mushroom cloud on the background. Kiss, I mean, the kiss, radiation kiss. from this. They are... Da- they're in danger. They are in if danger. If they weren't already in danger, they're in... They're in danger. This is, this is lifetime of danger at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't feel the effects of this for years, but it's not This is the good. moment in time where I wish the movie ended. I thought that too. It needed... But then they add end. Un, like the movie could have ended here, but then yeah. they go, uh, Tom Arnold's like, hey, they sorry to bring this up. But yeah. Remember your slut of a daughter that I <laughs> criticized in the opening? Yeah. They got her. They got her. And he's like, there's nothing. Don't worry about it. We're going to go uh, take care of it. But uh, yeah. just want to let you know, don't get, don't get upset. Yeah. And 
Don't try I to went, do anything about it. Yeah, crazy he's, literally spy. Like, he's literally like, don't do anything about it. We're going to go handle it. And I yeah. sort of was like, oh, no. do we have to go? <laughs> I another to point. Go? Another point where I was going to be like, can we just cover the movie up to here? Like, I yeah. don't want to keep going. I think we had to, I'm going to make this quick because they eventually <laughs> go back to the city. What sucked about this last section was that, okay, remember at the end of The Incredibles where the family works together to stop Syndrome and yes, all the family members play so a part? Good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Violet has to play a part, the little boy who runs fast. I know. And it's, it's, I wanted Jamie Lee to come, yes, him and her to get together and do because it. Because they, they essentially defeated Syndrome on that island, but then the only reason to have the final battle is so that the whole family can work together. Yes. This scene is strange because Jamie Lee Curtis is not in it. Yeah, he leaves her behind again. He leaves her in the dark. You wouldn't understand. He doesn't say that, but this scene is silly. I mean, his daughter needs to be rescued. Spoiler alert: He rescues her. He yeah. He shoots the terrorist on a missile into all the other terrorists. That's the you're fired. That's the you're fired, and that's it. That's the scene. Yeah, and the oh my god, I don't want to ever. You know what? I won't talk about it. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say they give the daughter a half a point of agency because she steals the the key. Yeah. The terrorist is like, the, the city will blow up in two seconds with the twist of this key. And yeah. he looks and the key's gone and, and she's got it. And I'm like, okay, it's too just, little, too late, not enough. But thank you. Thank you for not just making this woman look like a pig for Yeah, slaughter. I mean, I you're right. They She does try to thwart the operation and... Thanks to her, they don't light up this, the city yeah. with a nuclear bomb. Yeah. I, that but is I, that is true. But I'll double down on that. It's not enough. It it's not been. enough because no. and again, I said I wasn't going to talk about the scene, but she all her behavior after that was just a little insufferable. Oh, the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm giving her every pass under this song, <laughs> and I don't even care that she was calling him daddy. The whole. <laughs> That's what I was daddy here's what have been funny is if like in her bag she had the snow globe that she uses to hit the terrorist over the head his head with back. something funny or there's a vending machine that only takes 20s and she puts the 20 dollars <laughs> in to get something funny Dad's 20 saves her yeah something. the snow globe saving her that would have been very something, funny that is that is what i was waiting for and that's why i'm like you know, yeah. we had we know two things about this daughter. She doesn't like snow globes and she has 20 bucks. So like, how can we use <laughs> how that? How can we use that? <laughs> to further this scene. But they didn't find an organic way to plug those two pieces of characterization nope. in. Well, she's on top of a building and a crane. They couldn't organically set either of <laughs> those in. They couldn't fit them in. A little hard to do. So anyway, Arnold saves the, day, girl. saves the day. Saves the day, rescues her. And yeah. It's like, it's supposed to have one of those like really nice conclusive, I'll never let go, I'm your dad, you can trust me endings where, you know, in the beginning he doesn't show up for the birthday party, at the end he's dragging her through the sky to a birthday party. Like it's supposed to be like that sort of bookend. Right. Um, nope, it doesn't, it doesn't work at all because we forgave him very quickly for the beginning for not showing up. And um, to the point where when he does come through at the end, it's almost meaningless. We're like, okay, Well, I great. think what's, what's hard is that uh, a lot of these movies where, like, the dad has to c- about face at the end to reconcile with the daughter, he usually has to go above and beyond. 
right, to, to repair the relationship. His job is to do this. You know what I mean? Yes. So he's he's really just doing his job. He's just doing the bare minimum. Right. You know what I mean? That's how like, they framed it. It, yeah. it appears like he's doing a lot, but it's actually just his job. <laughs> yeah. he's It's literally just his job. It's like he owes her that, at least that. Yeah. So um, he saves so. her and a that's that scene. And then there's yeah. one more scene that we get. Where oh we've cut back to the our familiar spot of many many a scene launching the dinner table, and this was I insufferable. Can, I don't. Okay, so we hear one, two, two three, three, four. four. I declare a thumb, thumb war. war, and we see Arnold is doing two on one thumb war with his daughter and his wife. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why is this happening at the end? I. Of the- I'd pay them the 100K to know what went down on set this day. I feel like the script might have had something like they're eating dinner. Yeah. And James Cameron was like, not enough to show that you are together. You know, like, Like how do we show that you're like a happy family? Yeah. And I would have been like a game of Parcheesi. Sorry. Jenga. Something. Jenga. And you're all giggity and laughing. A thumb war is just weird. Thumb war. It's it's not even human behavior. <laughs> it's you're right. It's, it's not re- even human. It's like what? Have you have you thumb wrestled your dad and At post dinner? six years old? No, and like <laughs> it, it was just so bizarre. Can Jamie and thank God because the phone rings and Jamie has to you know stop playing thumb wrestling. To pick up the phone. God forbid. And they say, Doris. And she goes, we're on. We're on. (laughs) I'm like, well, the babe got her spice up after all. She, I guess what we're led to believe is that Jamie Lee Curtis is now also a member of Omega Sector, the last line of defense. And with no prior qualifications. But yeah, like. I hope she got a Nepo- training. And nepotism higher. Nep- nepotism at its worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she is also now, and what a great way to parent your child, right? If you guys both go down on a mission, I yeah. hope I hope those snow globes are worth something. So she yeah, can, she won't har- harbor any resentments. Yeah, she can have all the twenties she wants. They go to their next mission, and they're presumably together. No, yeah, together. And they're schmoozing with the different dignitaries and the people. And they're like, have you seen our mark? No, not yet. And who appears at the party? Did I turn off the movie at this point? Simon. Remember? Simon is there as a cater waiter. Oh, yeah. So he can pee again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I just panicked. You just saw me panic that I yeah, turned off I the movie like, at the call. I was like, I thought the movie ends. I thought the movie ended on Doris. We're on. Fade to black. No. no. They go to the party. Well, okay, let me pause yeah, you there yeah, yeah. because this is actually something interesting that I noticed about the movie is that there were, and I guess it might have been a technological thing of the time, but the transition from the scenes, there were a lot of like fade, fade to black. So yeah. a lot of times you thought the movie was over because mm-hmm. it yes. was these strange yes. transitions from Not scene to scene. Not only did you think the movie was over, you were <laughs> hoping the movie The movie could have been over. I mean, you could have ended the movie at the thumb wrestling scene. You could have ended it before the thumb wrestling scene. Nothing would have mm-hmm. changed. But you could have ended it at the kiss. I would have ended it at the kiss if I was... Me too. I would have ended it at the kiss as well. 
They could have ended at the kiss and then jumped to the epilogue if they really wanted this little epilogue scene. But yeah, you don't need it. Get you don't need it. it. Don't need it. Anyway, so they're there. Simon's there. They scare yeah. him. Scare him again. How fun is that? He pees How his pants funny. on the yes. floor, on the dance what floor. What a loser. What he's a, a loser. He's a caterwater, right? Yeah, he's a caterwater. They yeah. scare him. And then they're, and then Tom Arnold's like, keep your eyes peeled. And then the tango music plays. Yeah, and they tango. And a repeat from the beginning where Arnold has tango with that other lady, Juno. He's going to yeah. tango with Jamie Lee Curtis. Now I'm going to say... What? Of all of the rewrites that we've given them, yeah. bring back the snow globe, bring back the 20, bring back this, bring back that. They chose to bring back a tango he did with, with someone another who woman. wasn't his wife. Right. Someone who he was pretty much flirting with and like yeah. cheating on his wife with yeah. emotionally. It's like, does she know that he did this dance with someone else? <laughs> They're like, now, let's, let's bookend this family flick with a tango with his real wife. Right. So like, okay, go back to the scene where it was his it was his birthday dinner, right? Scratch that and just say, hey, are you going to make it to our dance class tonight? You promised me you were going to come to our salsa or whatever, our salsa tango, class. whatever. Make it a tango still. Then it was like, okay, clearly they've gone to their classes. They've been spending yeah. time together gonna, and now they Are you going to make it tonight? And, and he's got a rose in his hand and he goes, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And he like, and he twirls the, the rose yeah. to the point where... The rose comes back mm-hmm. in the bedroom, remember, when they're making out and I was very uncomfortable? Ugh. And then he could have brought back a rose again. Just something. Just anything to key us in that we're yeah. okay. <laughs> and it was kind of funny the way that they were like passing the rose back and forth and like the over topness of it. And like at one point she does fall on the ground, which was pretty funny once the camera zooms back and you can see him just like dragging her along the floor. She's good with falls. Jamie Lee really goes for the falls. That was a really, really funny scene because the camera had zoomed back enough. So you see everybody doing the same steps and she just falls. It was, I enjoyed that as a, as a way to end the movie. Yeah. She's great with physical comedy. I'm definitely thinking of, thinking of Freaky Friday in these moments. Yeah. I think that um, I wanted to liken her to Cameron Diaz in Night and Day. Cameron's like beautiful, stunning, great with the falls, very goofy. It's a similar um, role, but unfortunately for Jamie Lee Curtis, the writing in Night and Day was just so much better because it communicates the the yeah. satire. It communicated the satire effectively. Better. And, and this was like, if they were joking, it was real hard to tell sometimes. It was sort of like... What we were talking about with practical magic, in the sense that when you when you ebb and flow between these different genres like comedy, action, if you if you stay too muted in the middle, it can be hard, right? So yeah. to to really dive deep into comedy or dive deeply into the drama, and into like drama it stayed it. so much in the middle that it was yeah. like. Uh, in the same way that it was like, okay, now we're dealing with domestic violence. Here it's like, oh, we're dealing with, now we're dealing with like him kidnapping his wife. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it provided no comfort blanket of like you can lean on one or the other. So if you didn't really know how to take something yeah, in a movie like Night and Day, you could default to, this is a joke. Like he's dragging her to get her from locale to locale. Yeah. She's asking no questions. Okay, we're going to default to, this is parody of, the spy flick where they just wake up in Switzerland. They just wake up and they're there. So I could default to that. In this movie, it was dangerous to default to funny when like when you weren't really sure. 
No, it was. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I don't know. I don't know. Like we said in the opening, I think there's a reason this one's buried. It's buried. It's it's buried. It's buried. It's buried. And here's the thing. I enjoyed it from a performance level. I enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. I enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance. I wish he had more comedy to do, but that's okay. I enjoyed the guy who played Simon. I thought he was really funny. Yeah, Bill Paxton killed it. He's the best one. Simon. Will I watch this movie again? Probably not. Hell no. (laughs) It's two hours and 20 minutes. I will never get back that time. You have to carve out a lot of time to watch True Lies. But, Let's see what I wrote. Uh-oh. I wrote... James Cameron, turn it off now if you're listening. <laughs> I know. Like, I really want to work for you one day, but this was a miss, sweetie. Oh. I just wrote, I have no problems with our leads' performances. Um, they made all the logical choices. Yeah. And it's not like I can do better, but I can truly never watch this ever again. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Yeah. They, they made their director happy. They honored what was on the page. They did their job with what they were given. This should never have been can, written like this. I can feel I can feel the joy in your voice as you say those statements. You know, you know what does make me feel good about this movie is that I like Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot. And I like Jamie Lee Curtis a lot. I like them and I don't actively seek out Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I enjoyed his performance here. Now, yeah. I was also pleased to learn that Jamie Lee Curtis won a Golden Globe for this. Shocking. <laughs> I was shocked. Shook to my wow. core. Wow, wow. Imagine wow. going through your resume. And it's like a Golden Globe and like, wow. And it's this movie. Yeah. The one the one movie that I would condone, like we said earlier, putting it in a pile and burying it forever. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks that this yeah. is the one. Well, Give her a globe for Freaky Friday. I know. She well, deserved it. She saved you nev- that you don't, movie. You never win. You never win for, for your best work. Well, this, no, no, no. This was in the comedy ca- category. Yeah, you're right. It was like a children. Freaky Friday was like a children's family. Like, but you're right. They, time and time again on Star Vehicle Pod, we've seen that you never win for what the, your what we're calling your best work. I will and say it's this. A shame. I am glad. Like this was you know problematic AF, but I am very glad that we watched this because <laughs> coming off of Halloween and Halloween Kills, I really needed a different perspective on Jamie Lee Curtis to kind of close the chapter on that 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 arc that we've been doing. And I'm glad that we did this because it's something neither of us has seen before. I think if we had done Freaky Friday, it would have been, we both seen it and we both love it. And I think yeah, this gave us- Yeah, love fest. I think this gave us a, a, a new take because she's she hasn't been in that many movies Yeah. to choose from. That would be big starring yeah, roles. Work and yeah, a vehicle for her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm happy we we chose this one too. I like I said, I will never watch it again. But you're right. Freaky Friday is just a good movie. It's a good movie. It's, a good movie. it's just so good. She tonally really took that one into comedy land and saved it in a way, and it was really funny. Um, literally she saved it because I I did hear that she was like a last minute hire on Freaky Friday. Yeah. They brought her in like the day before. I read that. But um I, the other final thing I want to say is like this, this movie really makes me kind of reckon with our thesis that like, it's always just good to see a movie star. Mm-hmm. 
because we said we liked their performances, but not even these movie stars could make me watch this again. Yeah. So it's making me really put my money where my mouth is because I'm just like, no, it's always good to see a movie star. Like I will always sign up and I will always well, go. I think I, I, I think I agree with you in this and slightly disagree only in the sense that I enjoyed their performances and I think they did a great job, but I think the rest of the movie didn't work. And it yeah. was like, it was only because of their performances that I could watch the movie. That is watchable. And also, it, t- it definitely goes along with our thesis because would they have like gotten my money at the time? Probably. I would if have been like, oh, I love If this movie came out now, I, we would have gone to the theaters. Yeah, we and both would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm, it, I'm, I'm I would powerless. totally go. I would totally go. So, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, I would see their names and I would go. I would think it's like, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. I think it actually fits in a lot of the ideas because... I think part of the reason why this movie got funded is because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was coming off of Terminator, which obviously Terminator is an, ins- you know, Cameron. it's a fictional movie, but it, I guess, arguably Terminator makes more sense than this. It's like, you can't, you yes. can't make a movie like this unless you can demonstrate that your star is going to bring in the money. Yeah. You don't get a hundred mil to no. make a movie if, and you, like, if you can't bring that back. And you know that if... Let's see if it brought it back. If somebody... I'm sure it did. If somebody yeah, sure did. ran this script across the desk of a desk, like, I don't know how it works, but they were like... Some and they, sort of higher up somewhere. And they read it. They were probably like, this is insane. But because you're James Cameron and because you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you have Jamie Lee Curtis, you're going to... You can do it because we have no doubt that it's going to make back all yeah. of its money. Yeah, I'm trying to act all on my high horse here, but I'd I'd probably fund this movie. You would have no choice. Your hands would be tied. Yeah. It would be James Cameron. It would be Jamie Lee Curtis. It would be Schwarzenegger. It would be 1994. And it would be like this. There couldn't be more sure it's of a, a pop, thing. It's a hit. Yeah, it's a popcorn movie. It says, yeah, budget was around 100, 115. Um, wow, 115 million. Grossed 378 million worldwide. All right. Well... Watch it if you want and if you can find it. If not, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. And anyway. Chanel, Chanel's going to say, save yourself the time. Save the trouble. Because it will save take you longer to try to watch it than the movie is if you can even believe that. So you're going to take, it's a full work day. Number one, yeah. to try to find it. And then number two, to watch it. But this movie is a job. It's a job. <laughs> you better be, you got to be careful. Well, uh, I think we, well, I think we did it. I feel a lot better having talked about it. I was kind yeah, of spiraling like talk, talk out. Talk therapy. This is talk therapy for me. I was really spiraling out last night. I was like, I, can we do this? I think I should quit. I think I'm going to close the computer. Yeah, but, um, I think I should throw my computer away. No. <laughs> yeah. The whole the whole machine has to go. It's been tainted. It's been tainted with this link to yeah. this movie. No, I feel much better. Thank you, All Steven. Right. Thank you no so problem. much. Well, you really you know helped what? me. I accept that thank you. And I also would say... Thank you to Jamie Lee Curtis for really giving it your all. Thank you, Bill Paxton, for making me lol. Thank you, Arnold, yes. for... Just being you. Just being you. And... Yeah. You had the easiest job in the movie. No offense. We were... The things were... It was stacked in your favor. Yeah. So, thank you for just being you. All right. And I think... I think that'll do it, Steven. That'll do it. 
Yeah. All right, guys, don't forget to rate. Don't forget to review. Once we get a handful of them, we will read your comment live on air. Yeah, we're going to gather them up. Please. Um, We aggregate them on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Don't leave it on YouTube. Don't DM it to me. Um, We will not read it from there. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, Steven. Bye, everyone. Don't get caught up in international crime syndicates. Don't get caught up in a true lie. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Better not. Okay. Bye. Bye.